Good morning. And thank you for joining this morning. Practice of being aware of awareness. Inviting in whatever it is that brings ease to the body. May it is always some deeper conscious belly breaths. And right away, I can sense whether there's a some kind of underlying energy that says I'm not quite there yet. I need to get more relaxed or I need to get more centered. Or I need to get my mind to stop. I need to be in a better mood. I need to feel lighter. I need to feel more clear. Gently, gently. those programs that are running, it's kind of the sub voices reveal themselves. And often it's not for me first in the words, it's in a little subtle um, contraction in the body. Not, not, a, not any, uh, I wouldn't call it, you know, suffering. But there is often discovered an energy of dis-ease. And so maybe we begin this morning by looking directly at the interiority, seemingly, right? See, is there any sense of dissatisfaction present? any sense of desiring something, whether it's a mood or a state, a lack of mood or a lack of a state. Any sense of desiring something that's not now present. there a notion that this meditation, for example, 
will bring something that is not currently here. Or get rid of something that is currently here. So there's a, a new state that's being looked for. New set of conditions or circumstances. We just allow that to be shown. We are willing to be aware of everything that's actually here. without filtering out or striving to include anything at all. How present can we become? Another way to say it is, how deeply can we befriend Whatever's actually here right now. It may well be a whispering mind that says you're just not getting it. You just didn't, you didn't get it yesterday. Today's not looking so hot. Tomorrow, yeah. It may just be whispers. Maybe kind of a heaviness in the head or the, the throat, the shoulders or the chest, the belly, all the different ways that energetically a sense of dissatisfaction shows up. We just breathe into that, just be with that. We notice whether there's something here that wants to continue to push anything away. We bring some gentleness to that energy of resistance. If that's what's here. So just watching as attention kind of seeks and finds all the different energies swirling around. 
just checking to see if it's available to welcome it all. So another way of articulating, looking for energies of dissatisfaction is looking for energies of seeking. And the, the premise with seeking seeking anything, whether it's objects in the world or truth, enlightenment, peace. The premise with seeking is that it is not here. It has to be found. So the very premise is what stands between the current moment and an imagined future moment. Where the sought will be the found. And we're just turning that attention around right to the seeking energy itself. The it's not here quite yet energy, that premise. Because it's it's more than just words in the mind, it's more than just a thought. Energetically, there's usually some play in the body. Can we get curious about that? See what wants to reveal itself. What's often helpful for me to be even more present to whatever is going on is to put a hand right on if there's a certain area where I can feel that little slight contraction or the energy. And just 
Breathe right into that area. We can notice that attention is like a flashlight. It's like an internal spotlight. Search for where the energy is, if there is any. And then we can put the light right on that spot and actually attention can go into the heart of it, right in the middle of it. almost as if we're illuminating it from the inside. So is there some habit energy? Some. Seeking energy, some dissatisfaction. Some belief in lack, lack of a circumstance or a lack of peace or a lack of clarity, a lack of fundamental well-being. Lack of ease, equanimity. we can notice that the background of awareness has a much wider view than the spotlight of attention that can go right into a certain area. The background of awareness watches this whole unfolding. Allows it all. thoroughly accepts it all. In fact, if we look at the background of awareness, blue, continuous, spacious, eternal, open sky in which these certain 
energy clouds flowing through right now. That background of awareness is not only accepting everything, it is incapable of rejection. It's just not part of its nature. It's nature is open, allowing presence to everything. So there's really nothing to do about the notion or energies of dissatisfaction. This is the story of this cycle of seeking. This is what may be a deeply ingrained belief that something right now is fundamentally missing. Because the background of awareness has already accepted all of it. How do we know? We know because it's here. this open, blue, spacious sky of awareness. Files all the different weather patterns, all the different configurations of energy, thunder and lightning and sleet and snow and rain and heat. And every variation of hailstorms and sunshine. It allows the fullness of life's weather patterns. Nothing need ask permission to come into expression Awareness has already said yes. And part of the yes is allowing these energies of dissatisfaction, of lack, of seeking, to complete themselves, unimpeded by could be a desire to push them away, to make them go, or to pretend they're not there, or to stuff them back down. 
while all of those movements are allowed, none of them come from awareness. Awareness just holds them all in this field of non-judgment, this field of welcome. This field of gold, shiny, luminous light. So the practice of being aware of awareness is being, being aware, not just of the energetic clouds that come through the sky, but being aware of the sky of awareness that allows it all. I'll read a little Michael Singer from The Untethered Soul. So it begins these practices, and these practices is talking about is what we were just looking at. The practice of watching the energy, watching the thoughts, and then watching the broader awareness in which they all arise. He says, these practices, just falling behind and watching, create moments of centered consciousness. Eventually, you will have persistently centered consciousness. Mm -hmm. 
persistently centered consciousness is the seat of the self. In this state, you are always conscious of being conscious. There's never a time when you're not totally aware. There is no effort. There is no doing anything. You're just there, aware that thoughts and emotions are being created around you while the world unfolds before your senses. Ultimately, every change in your energy flow, whether it's agitation of the mind or shifts in the heart, will be what reminds you that you are back there noticing. Now what used to hold you down becomes what wakes you up. But first, you have to get quiet enough so that it's not so reactive in there. These trigger points will help remind you to remain centered. Eventually, it will become quiet enough so that you can simply watch the heart begin to react and let go before the mind starts. At some point in the journey, it all becomes heart, not mind. You will see that the mind follows the heart. The heart reacts way before the mind starts talking. When you are conscious, the shifts of energy in your heart cause you to instantaneously be aware that you are back there noticing. The mind doesn't even get a chance to start up because you let go at the heart level.
So these practices create moments of centered consciousness. Eventually, you will have persistently centered consciousness. Persistently centered consciousness is the seat of the self. In this state, you're always conscious of being conscious. There's never a time when you're not totally aware. There is no effort. There is no doing anything. You're just there, aware that thoughts and emotions are being created around you while the world unfolds for your senses. Ultimately, every change in your energy flow, whether it's agitation of the mind or shifts in the heart, will be what reminds you that you are back there noticing Now, what used to hold you down becomes what wakes you up. Ultimately, every change in your energy flow, whether it's agitation of the mind or shifts in the heart, will be what reminds you that you are back there noticing. Now, what used to hold you down becomes what wakes you up. But first you have to get quiet enough so that it's not so reactive in there. I can hear mine saying, yeah, maybe you should have read this to yourself yesterday. And I can see this whole burst of thoughts that wants to say, if this was known yesterday, it would have been different and this and that. And, and that is a change in my energy flow. That is agitation of mind. And it brings a shift in the heart. I can feel it. And it reminds me that I'm back there noticing all of this. 
I'm back there noticing this right this moment. Now what used to hold you down becomes what wakes you up. But first you have to get quiet enough so that it is not so reactive in there. Cannot see where you're going in a house of mirrors. And the more frantic you get about getting there, the quicker the confusion comes, right? So Michael Singer continues, these trigger points will help remind you to remain centered. Eventually, it will become quiet enough so that you can simply watch the heart begin to react and let go before the mind starts. And what is this let go? Noticing where our attention is. Is our attention riveted to mind or riveted to how the heart feels? It's this fine line between noticing and ignoring. So we're noticing (laughs) and then we're consciously shifting attention. back or up or down but wherever the imagery is for you. At first you have to get quiet enough so that it's not so reactive in there. These trigger points will help remind you to remain centered. Or the trigger points will remind you that it has not yet gotten quiet enough in there. And so maybe we can bring some quiet. Maybe that's the shift, that's the pivot. And in that moment, we're back in that centered consciousness, aware that we are aware, that we are back there watching this. We are not the this, we have never been the this. The experience can be merging with and becoming entangled into this. But even that, the background of awareness is watching. If we get quiet enough, so it's not so reactive in there, we can begin to watch this, be with this, surrender this.
we can see the the relevance and the brilliance of the pointing Regina was given that patience is loved in what seems to be a world of time. It appears that way. Can we be the patience? Can we be the love in what appears to be the world of time? Because first you have to get quiet enough so that it's not so reactive in there. So that what used to hold you down becomes now what wakes you up. Eventually, it will become quiet enough so you can simply watch the heart begin to react and let go before the mind starts. At some point in the journey, it all becomes heart, not mind. You will see that mind follows the heart. The heart reacts way before the mind starts talking. When you are conscious, the shifts of energy in your heart cause you to instantaneously be aware that you are back there noticing.
when you are conscious, the shifts of energy in your heart cause you to instantaneously be aware that you are back there noticing. The mind doesn't even get a chance to start up because you let go at the heart level. And if thoughts come to remind you that you did not let go at the heart level, we all have another opportunity right now to let go at the heart level right now of that story that says we did not do it perfectly. We may not have even done it well. Mind has all kinds of opinions. And we are what's back there listening to the story. Are we willing to let go now? Are we willing to offer up that story now? Are we willing to assiduously disidentify now. Are we willing to lean back into the seat of centered consciousness now? Point of power is always in the present moment. It's the only power we ever have to not buy into the story that we are the person in these bodies. David Godman says it's our only true freedom. And it's a freedom that only we can exercise for ourselves again and again and again and again. read you that quote, we always have the choice not to identify with the body performing action and the mind that's thinking thoughts. That's your one true freedom, moment to moment. Moment to moment, you can acknowledge or recognize that you're not the person who lives in the body. Don't buy into that idea. That's always your choice. In fact, it's the one freedom, true freedom you have. And all other freedoms 
are illusory. They are not really freedom. So the name of this chapter I'm reading from in Untethered Soul by Michael Singer is Stealing Freedom for Your Soul. When you are conscious, the shifts of energy in your heart cause you to instantaneously be aware that you are back there noticing. The mind doesn't even get a chance to start up because you let go at the heart level. Now you are on your way. The very thing that was holding you in is now helping you out. You have to use all energies to your advantage. This path of letting go allows you to free your energies so that you can free yourself. Right in the midst of your daily life, by untethering yourself, from the bondage of your psyche, you actually have the ability to steal freedom for your soul. This freedom is so great, it has been given a special name. Liberation.
And that concludes the hour.